keep on crack you man If you like merch as much as I do I strongly recommend you the website EpicMerchStore.com They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves and kids merch For more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore and metal bands from all around the planet So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Crank, Straight Line, Polly, Randy and many more Oh, they also have a Tony Slide for you merch They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world Plus, they ship worldwide The last one before I take my long summer break. This week, my guests are Jared and Brendan of the band Mercy Music. I'm also gonna give you two recommendations for great Australian punk rock. The first one is for the band Stalebait, and the second one is for the band This Sinking Ship. I hope you are ready, my friends, because the show is starting now. Today I'm good, I had such a fantastic weekend oh, Last night I was in Montreal I did uh, in and out in Montreal I went to see Trice live What a great, fantastic show The band is on tour right now to play <gasps> The artist in the ambulance in its entirely Entirety And last night was the Montreal show. Oh, what a great show. That was beyond my expectations. Ah, oh, wow. I don't remember the last time I saw them prior to that. So I didn't know. I, don't, I didn't remember how they were alive. It was fantastic, for real. I, I know that uh, Dustin Kinsru is a fantastic singer, but I couldn't believe it was so perfect live. Oh yeah. They also played an encore. Or encore. Because it's a French word. <laughs> And they played like other songs. They didn't play Deadbolt. People were very disappointed, but I mean, they still played my favorite album from them in its entirely. And the artist in the ambulance, no joke, it's the album I've been listening to the most in my car. <laughs> I have the CD and it's I, I listen to it all the time. So last night made me very, very happy. And I really hope you will have the chance to see that show eventually if you hadn't already. If you did, tell me what you thought about it. And also, what did you think of the new Rancid album? Tomorrow Never Comes. I listened to it last night in the car while we were driving back from Montreal to Quebec City. But I couldn't hear properly because I was at the back of the car and we were talking at the same time. So I will have to take another listening for sure. But from what I, I heard, it was great. Like a fantastic Rancid album. And I, I loved already the three or four uh, singles they released prior to the official album release. And yeah, I was very, very happy. So I can't wait to see them play live at fall at Envolé Macadam in Quebec. I'm also super excited because next week I'm gonna go to the Red Bridge Festival. I'm gonna watch tons of great bands like Pennywise playing two albums uh, in two nights. So they're gonna play the both nights. They're gonna play About Time on the Friday and they're gonna play All or Nothing on the Saturday. <laughs> Okay, it's a joke. <laughs> no, they're gonna play for Full Circle. And it's fun because About Time and Full Circle are my two favorite albums of Pennywise. I'm gonna see also Good Riddance, um, Mad Caddies, Catch 22, a lot of great local bands. I'm gonna sing with my band friend, Full Count. I'm gonna watch Bad Cup, Bad Cup, also 30 Foot Fall. Oh, that's gonna be epic. And sadly, I was supposed to see La 
happened, but you know what happened to Joey? He had a surgery. From what I heard, it's not a severe condition, so makes me happy, and I wish that Joey will be better, will feel better soon. So they had to cancel this uh, this show, so they are replaced by Strung Out. So that's gonna be a very very nice festival next week. So yeah, it's the last episode before my summer break. I decided to take an extended uh, break after 107 episodes. I never took more than a month like for Christmas and sometimes at the summer but I decided to take two months off and the truth is I'm gonna miss you so much I'm gonna miss doing this a lot but I need to find time to write songs for my band it's my now priority and you know I have a full-time adult professional job I have family a boyfriend a lot of friends I want to see a lot of shows a lot of festivals so I couldn't do everything so I decided to take a break from this podcast but if you're really sad and you're like but i need your recommendations emily don't do that don't be worried because i will still do the weekly playlist live on facebook and instagram on every sunday night almost all of the sunday nights from seven uh, from 6 30 to 7 30 east live on facebook page and instagram and every week i give you at least seven or eight recommendations and I also take your request so we'll we always build the best playlist ever together so I will keep doing this for all summer and I also wish that my band The Long Run will release an album in early 2024 it's my biggest wish but you know if I want to make an album I need to write songs and it takes a lot of times but I love to do that so yeah that's my planning for the summer and I'll be back at the end of August with tons of great guests. I'm already very excited, by the way, because I talked to some potential guests and you're going to be happy. So I'm not abandoning you at all. I'm just focusing somewhere else. And I'll, oh, also, I will keep doing some Instagram content about punk rock. I'm going to still spread good music for you on my platform. So, yeah, you won't even notice. <laughs> And before we dive into this episode, I want you to check the new intellectual album. It's called Together. It's really good. It's a band from Netherlands, if I'm correct. Maybe Germany? No, Netherlands. Yeah. Also check the new video for the band Don't Sleep for their song 2020. And if you want, you can go back to the previous episode, episode 106, because I interviewed the legendary Dave Smalley, who is the lead singer of the band and also oh speaking of Netherlands band check the band March because they announced a new album for September and they released a new single called All on Red it's super good super punk and roll check them the first repunkmentation for today is for the band Stalebate it's a very melodic punk with some Californian influences like Face to Face, Strung Out, etc. It's a pretty recent band and it started as a solo project from an Australian dude, but now it became like a collaboration, an international band with people from the US and South Africa as well. I love that. I love when bands are starting internationally. It's like planetary bands. <laughs> They released their debut full album in January. It's called 45 Years and Counting. Their songs talk about climate changes, gun violence, mental health, relationships. And let's listen to their song Same Old, Same Day. And it reminds me of some great, fantastic Sum 41, but like faster. Yeah, it's really good. Enjoy and give them some love.
interview. And now it's time to listen to the interview I made with Brendan and Jared of the band Mercy Music. We mostly talked about the new upcoming album called What You Stand to Lose. It's going to be out on June 30th. But also we talked about recording at the Blasting Room, Out They Met, Punk Rock Bowling, Touring, their upcoming projects, Matching Tattoos, <laughs> Books and Hobbies, etc. It was really fun. And during the interview, you're going to hear the song Love You Need You. And the song Suddenly. Enjoy. Hello. Hey. So, oh, are you in your rehearsing spot? We are. Yeah, this is our home studio. Oh, that's great. So where are you on this crazy planet? I always start the interviews with this question. We're in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, great. We're hot. It's hot. Yeah, it's, it's really hot here. We're about to have a heat wave. It's not normal in Quebec. It's going to be like... 34 Celsius. I don't know in Fahrenheit, but it's not it's not okay. <laughs> no, it's not, not, a, not a good time. I prefer minus 30. I prefer <laughs> big cold and big heat, <laughs> to be honest. Same. Same. Good. So are you close to the punk rock bowling and uh, punk rock museum? Yeah, we are right now. Yeah, we are. We're, we're five, ten minutes down the road. Oh, great. I didn't I didn't go down this year. He he went down there for I've a little been, bit. I've been down a couple of times this weekend. It's oh, been fun. how was it? It's all right. It's hot. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, this is like the first time we haven't played in a while. So I just kind of like went down and hung out with friends and it was fun. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, um, you uh, have, have you ever come out for punk rock bowling? No, you know why? Because it's always just a week after Puzza Fest in Montreal. And yeah, I'm yeah. always like a little like, okay, I have enough live music for a while, but I really <laughs> want to go eventually. It's just, I don't know if my body can handle two music festivals and two weekends, plus the travel, yeah. plane, and you know, so I don't know. But I really want to go for sure. We were talking today how we're getting older because it's hard to go to festivals now. Yes, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, it's I, so draining. I went to Puzza Fest and at midnight I was in bed and I spent like days reading. I, I read a 600 pages novel during the days. <laughs> Just like, and I, <laughs> I stopped day drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Getting yeah. Yeah. Older. But yeah, punk rock bowling definitely it's it's on my list eventually. Punk rock yeah. holidays too. Have you ever Yeah, there? no, we want to do we want to do punk rock holiday hmm. very badly. So have you always lived in Vegas? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Jared was born here. Oh. I I was I'm from Phoenix originally. Yeah, I've been here my whole life. And yep. how, classic how, Vegas boy. Yeah. And how how did you meet back in High the days? <laughs> oh school yeah i used to i used to go watch brendan's high school band absent-minded and i would look up to him and i just thought he was the coolest guy ever <laughs> and he was wrong <laughs> i tricked him into being my friend <laughs> and here we are 20 years later <laughs> what was the band how uh, what kind of it was band? called absent-minded uh, okay i thought you meant right <laughs> oh, oh oh wow <laughs> okay that was a real <laughs> We're nice. smart. <laughs> you had that that um, that tattoos together back in the yeah. days, or recently after like rem no, like way way back in that the was day. in high school. Yeah, that was high school, twenty years ago. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I love that. You don't regret <laughs> it. I guess you don't regret it. It's not a regretful no, tattoo. For no, sure. I don't. Not at no. all. No. How can you regret that anyway? It's good. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Good. And so it was a punk band, I guess? Yeah, yeah. And uh, how did you get into punk rock back in the days before starting the, the band? And For me, like, I was lucky because my, my mom kind of listened to early punk and stuff like that. So oh. I kind of had that. And then, like, obviously, like, 94, 95 happened on the radio. So, like, third yeah. grade for me, like, when I heard Green Day on the radio, I kind of went with that. And then you know all lookout records and then you know from there on and then finding like you know all the punkorama samplers and all the fat rack samplers when i was a kid and just yeah jared i got into it late i discovered is the offspring was the first like punk band i got into and it was americana and me too i was, I was no it was really no way i was doing yeah, I uh, illegal city burning traffic yep. at school of americana yeah Yeah, I discovered that record and it just blew my mind. I listened to it probably for like years 
just that's it. And then I found the toy dolls after that. Mm. And then it was kind of like, it just went on from there. Oh, interesting. So is it how, uh, I know it's the band, but is it what put you together? Like made you become friend before the band? Actually, the toy dolls thing, like for Jared and I, like after my band would like finish practice, Jared would hang out and I'd play drums and Jared would play guitar and we'd just do toy toy dolls and offspring covers for like hours. Ah! That's right, because... He would, so we were in high school, he lived at his mom's house, right? So they they would have band practice in the living room of his mom's house. And I would just go over there every day and sit there and just watch them practice and hang. And then, yeah, the band would leave and we would just do Toy Dolls covers. (laughs) And then one day after, you know, a year, maybe the bass player for Absent Minded couldn't do a gig. And Brendan was like, well, you've been sitting here for the past year. (laughs) You want to try? I guess you know all the songs and stuff. Yeah. Well, I did. I didn't play bass at the time. I think I went and bought a bass you for did. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. You I know. was so psyched. So psyched. I'm still psyched to be in his band. Yeah. Well, and and how did you form? How did you start uh, Mercy Music? Um, Jared, well, after high school, Jared and I had a band called Lydia Vance. After we graduated, and that started in like 2006, and um, that went for probably till like 2010 2011 like we did a demo deal with atlantic records we did a record it got shelved everything fell apart um and at the end of that like everyone was kind of soured on the whole thing and i didn't really want to quit so i started like the mercy music thing as like a solo project so i could just like go and tour by myself and i ended up hating it because i it just wasn't fun for me to go do that i did a few tours by myself and I asked Jared if he'd be interested in doing it or like committing himself to like. So it was it acoustic. You, you started yeah, acoustic. It, start, mm. it started that way, yeah. Oh. And then I, you know, I talked to Jared, and it's he agreed it's something he'd want to do, and we kind of just went from there. And the first record came out like the end of 2014, and we've kind of just been touring and going since. Yeah. Ah, that's great. Um, yeah. So you you probably write music ac- uh, acoustic first before it depends it depends yeah i mean a lot of the times it starts that way because i feel like if a song can't like hold its own just like with an acoustic guitar and a vocal then maybe it's not as mm-hmm. it just it, it depends on the situation or the song there's you know and you you've been touring a lot since then i i know you you just back to a tour with authority zero and yeah, love equals death. I think. Yeah, yeah, we have that coming. Oh, up. that was unwritten law. That that one's coming up. Yeah, we're doing some with uh, with uh, oh. love equals death in June. I thought it too. was in March. No, it's we did that. We did authority zero and unwritten law through like unwritten law. March yeah, and yeah, April. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's it. How was it? It was fun. It was it was crazy. It was fun though. Yeah, it was nice to. Get. It's our longest. It's like our first like decent tour since COVID and shutdown and everything. So mm. so that was nice to get back into that. Yeah. Yeah. That had a huge impact on a lot of bands. Uh, yeah. oh, Unwritten Law, do, do they play like Teenage Suicide song live? Yeah. On tour? Ah. Every night. It's one of the things on my bucket list to hear this song live eventually. <laughs> yeah, they did it every night. Brendan was going up on stage and singing ah! Save Me. Was it Save Me? Yeah, I sang Save Me. Yeah, like every night, he would. Like, Scott would bring him up so he could sing Save Me. I used to cover it with my first, first band when I was 17. That's uh, awesome. It was my friend's band, but they used to invite me for some featuring and we used to sing this one. So cool. good. What was that band called? <laughs> it was called Jetlag 360. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I uh, don't think you'll find anything <laughs> about this band. We did a little demo. I was singing on one song and I used to sing a few covers with them live yeah <laughs> i don't think you'll find this but well, well if you find something tell me i'm curious <laughs> yeah yeah totally. <laughs> great so um i want to talk about the new album um yeah it's how was the writing it's gonna be called what you stand to lose mm-hmm. how was yeah. the writing process of it um probably during covid i guess yeah it was a rough one to write mm. um but I think as far, I think it's the most amount of time we've put into oh. a batch of songs. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. Jared actually, because of the pandemic, set this whole home studio thing up because he had time. Like mm-hmm. everybody had time. So with these songs, like we were really able to, to demo and yeah. like workshop them and listen to them properly in the car. And 
good ideas uh, yeah. or you know what should and what shouldn't and because before we would just get together in a room and it, we would just write live yeah oh mm-hmm. and we wouldn't really have any means other than just like putting our phone on the ground and hitting record but yeah. the quality of that is so bad old school style <laughs> old yeah. school style so this we we were new school on this one and it was new nice school. yeah i do that with my band and it has advantages and also some disagreement too mm-hmm. for for me because It's super fun because you can try right now while recording, you can try stuff and like, okay, this melody doesn't work. Let's try right now something else on the computer, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But also for me, because uh, I started a new band, we have one song and we never practiced live so far. So I think a mix of both is probably the best to develop the chemistry, but you already had it for sure because you've been playing for forever. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's the beauty of technology now is mm-hmm. that like, That that's well, available to everything in the studio now. Everything is mic'd, so even if we're just if we're writing or rehearsing, and we do something cool, I can hit record, or maybe yeah. I've all I was already maybe recording. We're already just recording, in case. and we have it. So well, yeah, because yeah, here it's an apartment. We can't have drums here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It is. It is. Even I'm in a house, but uh, luckily my neighbors are pretty cool. Uh, uh, that's precious, lucky. and yeah, it opens all possibilities. So. It took more time, despite of this new um, technology. How long did it take to write? A I, year? I'd yeah. say less than I'd say less than a year to write. Because um, I know we had some we had some songs like by the time we'd. I mean, I know it, I'd had stuff like going by the time we'd finished the last record. Mm-hmm. I oh, think mm-hmm. the, the last record was reared. It came out and it then, came out right when COVID happened. So there was no touring on that record. It was very strange. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, kind of unfortunate the way it happened. Yeah. So that was kind of a weird, like the record did really well for us, aside from not being able to, we didn't never really, you know, toured on that <laughs> record. Tour. Oh, like that's that. so sad. Yeah. Like, it happened to a lot of bands and it broke my heart. Like you have a brand new record, you're super happy, but you can't tour at all. Yeah. And like the question we asked ourselves at the time was just like, you know, how long do we sit on it? And you know what it ended up being like two and a half years. So it's like, if we waited that long, it just would have been the funny thing is with that record. Like I'd probably say that's our most successful record to date out of the, you know, oh, for sure. And that's funny, but it's that it came out then. Um, Maybe because fans had more time to listen to some that's music. That's all I can think is that yeah. people had we time were, to pay attention and maybe just, we were just yeah. excited to, to wait until we could see shows again. So we were like, <laughs> Compulsing yeah. <laughs> to listenings uh, and yeah, just that's, hope. That's, yeah, and at I the time I... we could never know when. Yeah, like you could if it. It was always like, okay, two months of uh, COVID. Uh, I don't know stuff. Then you okay, maybe now it's over. No, and then so we, we couldn't predict yeah. how much time it would take. Exactly. Yeah. So we just we, made we just, the decision to yeah. put it out, and I mean, it, I mean, it worked. I guess so. Um, This one, I, I think we spent like probably like six months demo okay. demoing and making. I mean, and then more. I mean, I added more songs too, but I'd say like all six six or so months before mm-hmm. we scheduled the studio time or whatever to go. How many songs we do were, you have? Um, this record has ten with an and an or, acoustic song, so eleven. Eleven. There were twelve, but I think we cut something, or there was there were more. I know initially. But I know, but by December we were locked in because I had started to talk to Bill about. Um, I started sending stuff to Bill in probably November, December. So. Bill Stevenson of the Blasting Room. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Mm. How was it to record? It's, it's amazing. It's <laughs> always amazing. Yeah, it's the best. He's, just, he's like a he's a big hero of ours. So yeah, that that doesn't hurt anything either. So you both produced the songs. Yeah, I mean. I'm I, Bill's ahead of us, but I just feel like anytime like he didn't like as far as arrangement, he had, like he had a few arrangement ideas. And I remember the first day we were there before we started tracking that night after everybody went home, we kind of hashed it all out and brought mm-hmm. what we had in the morning and he was good with it. And we just kind of went, went from there and 10 days got it all done. Oh, 10 days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And Oh yeah. I, it's not really long. Is it? No, no, but time, time is time is money. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had ten days. That was we it. So we had to make it work. We had to make. <laughs> so we we really made sure everything was buttoned down before we went. Yeah. yeah. How do you prepare 
to that when you have a little pressure for time and you you, you also want you it build to be a good. home studio <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess it's part of it's part of the answer for sure but yeah you go you go as hard as you can i mean and there's some things that you can't fight no matter what like your voice and like that's always a scary part like yeah. that you're gonna be able to you know pull 11 songs and harmonies out of you because you only have 10 days and if you your voice goes i know so it's it. always i'm lucky like you know there's i made it but there there were moments where i'm like oh shit like you only got so much you know when you're, you're singing non-stop for i think i would quarantine prevent <laughs> i would quarantine uh, my, by myself like for a month yeah i mean we kind of did we were still scared about that because that w it was still an issue then when, when we left for for the, it still wasn't people hadn't fully stopped caring really like they do now yeah. like a year ago it was yeah. still a little weird so like we didn't want to go show up at the studio with you know covid or whatever that was still kind of a concern so oh my god i would be very stressed because yeah and I, you yeah. have to travel there and like it's uh, and uh, every yeah. time i got a cold or a flu or covid my voice is like fucked up for yeah. a month yeah. and i cough for yeah. two months and there's nothing i That's can do same here same here and i was ter i was terrified of that happening uh, but well you did it yep. 10 days short and sweet Yeah. Every time I yeah. talk to a band who recorded at Blasting Room, something very funny or strange happened. Is it the case with you? <laughs> I mean, I think there's never really a, a dull moment. Bill's such a, just like, Bill is just such Bill. Like, there's no <laughs> one quite like Bill. So to, like, exist in that bubble with him for that amount of time is, I mean, that's that's plenty. Like, and that's... It's I can't like it's just it's, crazy really happened. No, it's just like it's a good it's a good time and it's funny and it's you know it's but I mean it's also serious too and like I put a lot of stress on myself to oh, you know yeah. hold up my side too and because I mean especially when you look up to somebody and everything that they've done like you you don't want to look like you suck ever and oh. there was a lot of, there was a lot of cool little things like eating ridiculously spicy food with him yeah. or having him make coffee yeah. that kind of stuff it's just like yeah it's so cool. He makes yeah. you a bonus cut for like, yoga. Oh my God. Or oh. yoga in your case. You guys, like, yeah, you we guys did, did yoga, yoga in the morning. That was crazy. <laughs> I heard stories about the bar at the blasting room, the outside patio or something. Yeah, sure, no, yeah. no trigger, I believe, <laughs> made like a made a tiki bar out there after Wilhelm left to like compete. Yeah. Um I think it got washed away, but they have the yeah. actual like tiki bar sign still hanging in the lounge area. Who from, told me that but, story? I forgot. Was it versus the world? I I I asked about it when we got there because I I hadn't like have you had you heard that story before we went no because I hadn't I did a record there in high school with Bill so it had been like minded. 15 years since the last time I had like actually done oh. anything at that studio so yeah it's changed a lot I wonder how he had uh, him and Jason Livermore managed their schedule because they do so many records. That was the thing is like, I know we've tried to, we tried to do the last two with Bill, but via his schedule, like this time when I started, you know, sending him stuff, like I gave him the entire year of, of 2022 to, mm. to do it. So it was yeah. um, like, I know the lab when we tried to do nothing in the dark with him, like, like he had rise against in the studio pretty much and descendant stuff that whole year. So, yeah. Mm. And so, so far, uh, and you're happy with the result of the album, the sound, uh, it's probably amazing. I mean, we can hear... Uh, with the the singles you re you released mm -hmm. yeah. so far, no, we're we're definitely really stoked about it. Mm. And we hope we hope people like it, of course. Yeah, I really like the two singles. And speaking of them, what made you choose uh, those two or three singles? Two. I think there's well, there's going to be a third. A third I one think soon, right? The third one comes June second. Yeah, if exactly. I, if I, I believe, I think. So, what made you pick on. those songs for singles? Um, it's the three best songs on the record. Is that, what <laughs> is that, is that true? <laughs> you no, know, I thought about that too because there's like there were other songs that I thought like could possibly be candidates. Like, uh, it's a good. I think it's a good. Um, it shows it's what the record sounds like in three songs. Yeah, I think it it kind of gives just gives, three different songs. Yeah. Some right? people, it's but for some people, it's true. They want to pick the three best songs in their opinion, and it's it's totally fine. Yeah, and it's it's kind of hard not to do that. Yeah. But this was just this was a good like well-rounded. This is what the record's going to be. There's a little bit of everything. I hate saying the best though because it's like I put the same amount of time into every song. It's all like, your babies. You can't say yeah, I have three so favorite. Like, that's hard, but no matter what, there's always going to be songs that you know are come out stronger than others, even despite your best efforts mm -hmm. to make them all. 
sometimes it's also because you want to show different vibes, different tempos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Love You Need You, I thought was kind of like a different thing from us. So I thought that was a good thing to come out, come Mm -hmm. out of the gate with. And then like suddenly is more classically what we do. And then, uh, the third one's kind of like, yeah, third one's a little, you know, also a little bit out of left field slower. So we'll see how that, how how people take that. Then you have bands like mine who just have one song ready and release it. Hey, right. that works too. That works too. <laughs> like that's the beauty of. I mean, that's but that's great. Now that your band's gonna end up being bigger than ours. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, there, there's no. My point is, there's no good or wrong way to do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we didn't talk about the the lyrics so far. But what made like what's the story behind the song "Suddenly" and "Love You Need You"? Um, "Suddenly" is kind of like a, a sarcastic take on you know pursuing music your whole life you know and there's like little nods here and there to other life stuff but i mean that's like the main main thing is just to you know surviving the music industry or business or whatever you want to call it and you know still waking up the next day and continuing to do it even if it hasn't necessarily gone the way you want it to yeah so i mean suddenly but i mean it's not like blanketed towards me it could be like whatever aspect of your life you know it's it's for anybody that that is you know, mm-hmm. pushing, pushing through. Um, love you, need you's like the. It was. It's been a rough year for me, like relationship wise, mm. a lot of changes and stuff like that. I mean, that's the general theme of the album. Is that? Oh, it's a um, concept or just. It just kind of sums up the like the, the 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 ending of a very 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 long relationship. Oh, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It's kind of like my therapy for that, you know. And there's, yeah. Yeah, I read that you wrote about grieving, so it can be about relationships for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone can get what they want from it too. I think it's open, open for interpretation. Or, but yeah, there's a general, you know, sadness and maybe hope and growing through or getting better. Mm. Well, I'll pay attention to the lyrics when it's yeah. out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you're working with Double Helix for the release. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. Thanks, Yotam. <laughs> yeah, gr- <laughs> oh, yeah, it's because of Yotam. Yeah, it's Yotam. <laughs> How did it happen? I love Yotam. He, Such a great guy. Tyler, we love we love Yotam too, man. Mm. Um, he started working with them, and I know, I think this was prior to us even recording, mm-hmm. uh, starting the recording this record. He was working with them, and he's like, I really like, really like these people. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, let me, he's like, let me send him whatever you, you know, you have when you're, you have something. And so he kind of parlayed that. And we met Jeff and M. Um, they came out, I think they came out when we played with Descendants in Phoenix. And we, we met them and, and hung out with them for the first time, really. And just hit it off. Hit it off. I mean, we really like what they're about. We, like that they're good people. Oh, um, yeah, so much. Very family oriented. Very family oriented. Um, oh yeah everything's very i mean straightforward you know there's not there's no yeah constant communication and most of all like i didn't have to convince someone that it was a good idea to put our record out and i'm definitely sick and tired of that yeah they were on board they were on board without me having to i mean and they sat through a lot of other people talking to us and i have to give them a lot of respect for not leaving and wow so all that was i mean that was the right choice for us um and then Spam has Europe. Um, he mm-hmm. did the last one as well. Um, so that just, he, he called us when we were still finishing the record and asked if he could do it. So I said, yeah. yeah. Yes, Spam so. are great people too. I love how the smaller label have that community uh, values. I see that with <laughs> very, very important to us. That's, yeah. Uh, there's iodine recordings too and we have great labels in quebec to like thousand islands record people of punk rock uh yeah. yeah it's all about that and i read um an article uh an interview you did with i think it's vegas weekly and oh, you yeah. you talked about how like you've been asked about your spotify numbers and followers and it i was like are you fucking kidding me is that true oh yeah Oh yeah, well, I mean, ta- I mean, some of the labels that we talked to this time around, like, 
they're, it's all going great until they ask for like, if your, your numbers aren't where they want them. I mean, that means, well, and it's, but it's true though. Like in 2023, like if you can't, it sucks, but it's true. Like, like the eighties, the nineties, the early just like that, that time is gone. And it's like, as an artist now, if you can't prove your own self-worth to somebody, why are they going to bother helping you? Or why are they going to want to be involved in it? Like anyone that's, I think the element of like liking music or seeing, seeing something in it. Like, I think that's, I mean, there are exceptions. There's always going to be, but I think it's not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be. No, I think sure. mm-hmm. you see, you know, they want more of a sure thing because yeah. it's like the money isn't like what the money isn't what it was yeah. in the music business. Yeah. anymore. Oh, yeah. It's everyone wants blood from a stone. here in Quebec ask that too and I, I was like oh but because I get the point too like you said but also it's because you can buy followers you can make a total yeah, bullshit 100%. account it's so frustrating I, can, I could buy all of it I just don't <laughs> I don't choose to and no, that's fine I know me neither I will never do that but like it's a real thing so you can so I hope that festivals who are taking decisions based on followers and following and stuff. I hope they still use the tools to check the, the amount it's of fake a, followers because it, it, it's yeah. bullshit. It's, and that's like, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I don't think half the people listen to the music anymore. And that's, I mean, that's just the truth. It's just, they want to see the statistics and that's, I get that side of it too. It just, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, yeah, it just is what it is. Yeah. That's why we need uh, great labels who are more about, yeah, yeah, they like the music. It's more authentic and yeah. Yes. That's yeah. great. 
Definitely. And festival also. I, I, I talked about that with uh, Sean of the Punk Rock Bowling recently. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. for me, festivals also have a responsibility to put smaller bands. Because if you want yeah. to have more followers and Spotify listenings, I mean, you need to have exposure. Have people, yeah. Yeah, those smaller bands could Where be headlining that festival in three, four, five, six years. Yeah, yeah exactly. It always starts yeah. like that. Yeah, so great people from those um, those labels. It's great. So what's next for you um, after the, the release? It's going to be in June 30th? Yeah, mm -hmm. June 30th. Um, we're going to do a string of like West Coast release shows that mm -hmm. we're going to be announcing very shortly um, and then probably continue touring through the summer. Hi. You can watch. Hi. Hi. my boyfriend. That's okay. Hi. Oh, hey. <laughs> It's Scott. Scott. Good. Yeah. <laughs> when, 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 does this, when does this come out? I don't know. Oh, yo, what up, dudes? Hey, buddy. What How are you doing? Yeah. You didn't God. know it was Mercy Music? No, no. I hope you guys are great, man. <laughs> Fucking love you. Um, yeah. I, 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 those guys are great. You're good. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, I, we'll keep playing through the summer. Um, we're going to be back in Europe uh, at the very beginning of um, 2024. Um, and I may be doing like some solo, some solo touring hmm. through the fall. Um, but there'll be more as that that comes. But yeah, just you know, being out as much as possible next. So, so you month. started solo and it was kind of boring, but now you you can have both of bo uh, uh, best of both yeah. worlds. There's I'm having a baby. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of the few oh, things that's going to keep me congrats. from touring for a few months. Yeah, thanks. So number two. Oh, yeah. It probably changed a lot of things, huh? It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just I'm gonna take a couple months off and to make sure we're all good. Yeah. And then yeah, be ready for uh, Europe. Yep. Yeah, but solo solo touring is great too. Yeah, no, it'll be. I just want to stay active while mm -hmm. while I can. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're playing uh, the songs, the band songs, but solo. I think it. Yeah, generally fun to it, do. Yeah. Yeah. So you like you do different interpretations of things and. Yeah. yeah. So good. Try to get Yo Tom to go with him. Yeah, I was talking, thinking maybe doing something with uh, uh, Yo Tom and, and Jason from Authority Zero, maybe. Uh, Jason, uh, both of them are great. Great front man, great artist. Love both of them. Yeah. Definitely. Great front man. Both, you're right. Yeah, both of exceptional them are fantastic. Time. Oh, yeah. I watched um, a few months ago Authority Zero with Ignite, and I was mm -hmm. like, it's insane. Like, That was the yeah, night, was the night of the that. front man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I love, I love the authority dudes so much, man. They're some of the greatest people. All um, four of them, yeah, fantastic. all four of them. Like, I'm really happy that we got to do that tour together. I saw that so. you're gonna play with versus the world. Yeah, with me and Don go way back. Mm. It's in a couple weeks. Yeah, in a couple like weeks. weeks. Yeah, we're gonna do a couple of their their release shows in Southern California, and yeah. then Love Equals Death is on those too. It's gonna be great. Versus the world is a band that I, I don't know what happened, but they went under my radar for so long. Mm -hmm. And recently, when I heard the new singles for the new album, I was like blown away. It was so mm -hmm. great, great vocal. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah, they're great. They, I agree. So I think the new songs are really good. I wonder if I saw you play ever, but now I, I think, did you play in LA with? Uh, Red City Radio? Um, Possibly. I don't know. You're maybe five years where. ago. Four or five years ago. It wasn't mm. a venue close to... There was... It wasn't in a busy neighborhood. It was like an industrial neighborhood. I don't think we've... I know. We've played I'm with... I'm not sure it was you. With, we've played with them a handful of times. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think we were at that one, We've though. played with them here, and then we've played with them in, in Europe, funny enough. Okay, But I don't think we've worked on any other states. Because I, I, I had a thought maybe you opened for, for that show I was attending to. So I don't remember seeing you live. Have you played in Quebec City? No, we've never been to that side. We've only done, we've done like Vancouver and, oh, and okay, okay. stuff like that. That's I would like, to, would like to do Pooza and stuff. Yeah, oh, you so, would be a great yeah. fit for Pooza. Mm -hmm. Yeah, next, next year, I hope so. 
could be great. The company, like my day job is actually based in Montreal. I work oh. for a company called uh, Solo Tech that does like oh, yeah. Tech, uh, yeah, yeah. and I stuff like that. Yeah. So oh, wow. I do procurement for them. Hmm. But so. if you need help, uh, I can give you some names and contacts for Puzza. Awesome. Cool. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we'd love yeah, to do we'd that. Love to do it. Yeah, I want to see you play live eventually. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, you've never been to Quebec and Montreal? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's never too late. Especially. Yeah, no, we want it. We definitely want to. Especially after the, the release of the new album, Pro You. Yes. We'll probably. Um, want to tour a little more yes. and then uh, I, I love to ask this question uh, to my guest at the end of interviews but what are your other passions or hobbies I like golf, <laughs> golf? <laughs> every weekend I golf constantly nice. yeah yeah great uh, I have like three kids so I don't oh. really I mean it's like music and, and that like that's kind of all I have time for I'm not really an exciting person um, yeah, I, yeah mean, I think I, I don't really have any time or or other hobbies or yeah you don't you just play guitar i play guitar a lot of people answer stuff like that and they're like oh yeah i think i don't have time a lot (laughs) no like there's stuff like i like and if i had more time i'd probably like dive into it or but not not right now i don't (laughs) how about you what's one of your what's one of your hobbies Hmm. when you're not podcasting or doing music i love to watch space documentary and i read a lot I read a lot of stuff. Jared yeah. reads a lot too. Who's Jared's your Who's your favorite reader. author? I'm Stephen King. I have a lot of uh, Quebecois author. I, I read a lot of Quebec literature. Uh, cool, yeah. yeah, Stephen King. I haven't read a lot. I loved it for sure. Of course, uh, yeah. I love sci-fi. I love a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. What about uh, Neil Neil Gaiman? Neil Gaiman, like uh, no American Gods. You wrote oh, Coraline. Sure, you did Coraline. Sandman. I, I love yeah. like dystopia, like uh, 1984, Brave New Orgen. World. Yeah. Like I read that in college and that's what mm-hmm. made me go back to punk rock music. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I started to listen to punk rock at the end of high, high school. Then uh, I went to nightclubs and I got 18. And I, so I finally could go dance in nightclub and I, I was into pop music. And when I read those dystopian things i was like i'm so superficial like those characters in the book i need to go back to punk rock and yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great so i just started to read again uh 2001 uh, space odyssey is that the title yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah i'm revisiting some sci-fi classics and i've been doing a lot of like self-help and, and mental me too a lot of mental self-help. work stuff yeah, I like that too. I read uh, Atomic Habits recently. That's next on my list. I yeah. fucking needed this book. <laughs> I got to get that book. Yeah, it's really it's really good. You can read it like, I don't know, an hour a week. I'm doing, oh, I'm doing this one right now. How to talk to anyone. Uh, big it's just, you know, small like how to, how to be how good to at doing talk. this. Yeah. <laughs> I need that for interviews. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not really into sports. I'm really into, yeah, watching documentaries and movies and books. Yeah, yeah, that's and playing music. And yeah. I have a full time jobs, no yeah. kids, yeah. so that's very busy too. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah, it was a nice fun. chat. Was so uh, happy release at the end of June. Thank you. So far, the singles are great. We're gonna have another single soon. Yeah, yeah, very soon. Yeah, and I invite the listeners to watch the music videos you released and the singles, and to pre-order the gorgeous vinyl. They're yeah, gorgeous. yeah, they do look good. Yeah, thank you. Have a great night. Cool. Really you appreciate too. it. Thank you so See much. You. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye. Have a bye. great night. Recording stopped. Suddenly, I can't avoid this. Apparently I can't enjoy things all alone The odds are slim, let me tell you that Corrupt giving, let me sell you a line of shit To get you through the day Get up, Kevin, said they had your back The walls are thin, let me tell you that I'm not here to care
playing very catchy punk rock music and I really love their most recent single released in April it's called Freedom to Live and it talks about migrants who are risking their life to offer a better future for their children and for themselves and yeah the song got me emotional I really like it so that's why I wanted to share it with you And it's always important to remember that there is no such thing as an illegal human. Let's listen to this great song. Freedom to live Yeah. 
Almost 20,000 migrant children are being held in detention camps, being neglected and held in cold and filthy conditions. Tractor trailer packed with dozens of migrants, most of them dying in triple-digit heat. At least 18 Africans seeking to cross into Spain died in what authorities call a stampede. 856 migrants have died at our southern border so far this year. Unfortunately, that breaks a record. Breaks a record. Dying in our trenches. you forgot to listen or didn't have time to you can catch up on it and you can share the episodes on your social medias and tag me punk rocket it's really helpful you can also write me a dm with some suggestions what guests do you want to to hear on the podcast thank you to scott hallquist for the co-production and the edit i hope he's gonna enjoy this break too <laughs> i can't wait to be back in august but until then punk your life my friends and thank you so much bye bye